on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast hosted by Dave and Johnny. Uh, it is the week of the Ladies LPGA Amundi Evian Championship. It is a major week for the ladies on the LPGA Tour. Stephanie Meadow opened with a 69, so she is two under after her first round. She is currently one under for the day on her third round through five holes, so she is sitting tied for 19th on the men's tours, the European tour. There's a big Irish contingent at the Kazoo Open, supported by Gareth Bale at the Celtic Manor Resort in Wales. But Dave, um, from our own golf, which I think will be the main subject for this week, will be the new golf course opening up in Donegal, or opened up in Donegal at this point. That's the St. Patrick's Links at Rossapenna. You were up there. You, you, had, you have some things to say. I did. I was up there. I was wearing a lot of duck hooks up, I have to tell you. Um, it was roasting. It was actually really nice to have kind of non or natural fiber stuff that you're wearing, to be honest, because lately the heat is so is unbelievable that if you're kind of wearing that kind of naff synthetic stuff, it kind of doesn't really make for a um a pleasant experience. But look, um jump into Duck Up Duck Shop, enter Bogeyman at checkout, get 15% off, and um yeah, just stock up on t-shirts because let's face it, it's gonna be a sweaty month. But uh, yeah, I was. I got a last-minute invite to go up with a friend to uh, Ross Pennant to the new St. Patrick's Links. And it was like nothing I have ever seen before. It was In what, in what sense? So <clears throat> uh, to give you a bit of background, there's a good few people who've had a stab at two 36-hole courses on this piece of land. Um, I believe Jack Nicholas was involved in one of them way back when um they could never kind of get it right and tom doke has come in with the cases on this and i believe it's kind of a similar to how tralee was financed i believe is the way it's kind of on a revenue share model and they pay him back when based off how busy it's going to be etc etc but it's the only tom doke course in ireland um for the course aficionados i don't know what that means really it's like he's done a course here Gil Hans has now done a course up the northwest as well out in Northern Port New so you're getting names anyway put it that way um and they're very recognizable on the U.S. side of it for for obvious reasons so what do I mean by it's different well the concept is a little bit different as in there's no greens or runoffs everything is just cut the same um it's cut at the moment a little bit longer because it's supposed to be bedding in as well and there's probably a little bit of protection in it and keeping the grass a bit longer early. But when it finishes out, the greens and runoff areas are all the same and there's just a flag plonked in the middle somewhere and that is defined. Like if you were to be saying, can I mark my ball because you don't know whether you're on the green or on the fairway, it would be very hard to decipher where you are, to be honest. Wow. Um, You'll play everything with a putter anyway because the green complexes are enormously sloping. Like 
we're talking swales, bowls, like humps in the middle of greens and stuff and massive big backstops and all that kind of stuff. And they generally have probably five to six different greens within a green, if you like, where they could put a pin. Um, so you've, you've just this strange kind of a feel to where you are on the course and in terms of how close you are to the pin. Like you could be 30 yards away, but technically probably be still on a green or whatever they determine it or call it is, is, I suppose is, is up to, is up to them. Um, but it's something that's very, very different. Where I thought the place stands out is the looks and the way it's just built into the environment around it. Um, you get looks at fairways that are like, that looks about 15 yards wide where I'm hitting to here. And then you walk over and you hit your drive and you get down to the ball and you realize that the target was actually a hundred yards wide. And I'm not exaggerating by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it, it makes you feel like you're playing in a narrow place, but there's a load of room. Similarly, there's a couple of unbelievable tricks in the eye. And I think a couple of these come early in the form of the par fives that are there. Um, the fourth and then the, I believe it's the seventh. Yeah, seven or six, sorry, fourth and the sixth are two par fives playing in opposite directions. And there's no, there's no bunkers as such. They're just waste areas and dunes, effectively, kind of similar to Pinehurst in that way. Um, and what it makes you look at is that you're aiming at something that feels about 200 yards away but is actually 300 and you go to try and take something on and you really just plunk yourself into the front of it and it makes you feel really, really stupid. Hmm. But it has this all over the course. Um, and I don't know how they've done it or I don't know how it's been designed. And I, I'm certainly not educated enough. And I'd love to speak to the likes of Kevin Markham, who has played it and Brian Kyo have played it and who will be probably more um, architectural aficionados than, than I am. But, love to know what that style is that that they've been able to to create down there because it's it makes it makes the place feel or the look of the place feel very different to the way it plays if you like in that it's a it's an it's an exercise in deception it sounds like yeah I don't, it's it's tough when obviously i haven't seen it but it sounds like it's um it's very hard probably in yours to it's more you nearly ask questions about it rather than trying to define it without seeing it because even when you see it it's very hard to explain it sure. i i genuinely feel like don't ever think that you're going to like a lahinch or a ballybunion here that's not what you're doing you're not going for a, a, a an immaculately presented um course which with with greens like the carpet in your living room kind of thing um mm. in the with kind of pristine walkways and stuff like that it's it's not that type of place um it's of the area is probably a grandiose way of saying it in that it fits with what it doesn't it doesn't dress itself up to be like the clubhouse is are, are, is a couple of cabins that are nice and neatly done away from the main clubhouse and hotel um They've they've very neatly um, uh, set up. It's it's quite a bit away from the actual main um, main area or the main hotel clubhouse. 
So even that, it's, it's, it feels quite separate. And then the course itself doesn't, it doesn't resemble any part of the other courses. Like, that was going to be my next question is, yeah. is so w- we spoke previously and we actually did a podcast about staycations in Ireland and, and Ross Penner was, was one of the ones that we put forward and you also are, are, are living up in the area and you've spoke previously about how the Sandy Hills and the old Tom, how they differ. How does this differ again from both of those? And is it more like one than the other or is it a third experience all in its own right? It's completely separate again. Um, there are a couple of holes in the back nine of old Tom that could be deemed as similar because it it deals with a topography with a topography that's that's similar if you like in, in terms of starting to kind of crest over dunes like um sandy hills is kind of built on top of the dunes and you go around and through and over them type thing whereas um this one is it's a little bit more fluid if you like it doesn't have like dramatic drops or big slopey walks or anything like that but it does have it does have kind of a much more rolling feel and, and it there's a couple of areas where it works its way up to the top of the property the the furthest point away from the clubhouse and then kind of cascades back down via the 16th which is a 500 yard par four but it plays completely downhill like you're if you get a driveway and it hits the fairway it'll run 320 330 kind of thing no matter how far you hit it mm. it's uh, as now it's playing so firm <clears throat> um so you get a couple of holes like that that plays sharply uphill which is a couple of the par trees um so play to elevated greens but the rest of it is is is, is quite subtle um in spots so you've just a little bit more nuance i would have said in it and like defining nuance i mean that it uses what i suppose pitch and elevation are on the fairways quite naturally you can see that they haven't shifted a a huge amount or it's made to look like they haven't shifted a huge amount which is i suppose the same thing from a golf course perspective maybe not environmentally but the pitches and rolls and all of that are very much in in the fairways um it's hardly a flat lie in the house um that's the greens included and i'm just kind of flicking through a very classy uh yardage book here from the place just to remind myself of certain holes and i'm intrigued like i've just gone to the ninth and i've been like oh that was actually an unbelievably good hole because again i can remember what it looked like on the yardage book versus what it played like and <laughs> tricky to say but i've yet to come across a course that plays so differently to the yardage books to how the yardage book suggests um yeah it it like you only get a fraction of of the information it's it's so because it's so visual um but if you follow the numbers on the yardage book you'd be better off do you know that kind of way because you can just play to play to specific areas whereas as i was saying it gives you looks at certain points that certainly you would never think you'd know, hit a, certain, a particular club and it'll be a caddy's dream when they start to guide and chaperone Americans around the place up there because they will, <laughs> they'll need a lot of help. And in fairness, it doesn't play short. 
to be honest, we played it at about 6,300 yards. Um, I think it can stretch to nearly 7,000 yards. Um, okay. 7,000 yards, it's always dangerous when the wind blows on a Lynx course because yeah. there's a huge portion of the holes that will be back into the wind. So um, the day you played it, what was, I guess, a few questions. How many blind tee shots do you get on the course as a whole? Like, like, is it all out there in front of you in the same way we're saying kind of more kind of classic links are, are, but, um, I guess what the conditions on the day, what was it like for you? Did it, did you feel the full 6,300 yards? Uh, well, it was 28 degrees. We played at eight in the morning. Um, how did it feel, um, in terms of the blind shots, very few crested blind shots. Uh, maybe the, the first you have to play it down into a valley, but you can kind of see where you're going. Um, mm. It's very clear. It's not like not like the sixth in Osipenner. You kind of have to hit it up over the hill and hope that it's up on the top of it kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty much all out in front of you. It's just, it plays other tricks on the eye, as I said, distance-wise. Um, like a good breezing off the, off the shoreline. And around about... Oh, I think it would have been around 14, 15, sorry, four or five, 14, 15, get a huge, I played all along the beach. So you've like unbelievable views from there and um, back towards kind of Mount Eregel, I think is the mountain back there or one of them, the big ones that are back there. So you've got unbelievable views of Sheephaven Bay and, and the beach. Um, and it's just, it's just mad. It's just a, like a, it's not like anything I can describe, like doing my best to describe it, but you need to be more, um, what's the word? Uh, you need to be probably more educated in the terminology than me to do it, to, to do a proper, proper justice. Um, like I've, I've never played a course that really doesn't have bunkers. It just has that waste area feel to it. So there's a bit of that Pinehurst kind of feel to it. There's a few holes that look like any of the videos I've seen abandoned in places mm. a place that kind of springs to mind about this place is uh, a course called tara Eti in um in new zealand and we've only ever seen it on video but it's probably that with a bit more from an undu- a bit more undulation in it um where it's a very natural looking or made to feel very natural made to feel like there hasn't been a, lo- a ton of um, earth shifted and then it's got scale as well. It's it's in a big piece of land, you know. It's in a like in a dramatic area, which kind of keeps your eye just constantly fluttering between the course. It's the parts of it, Johnny, that actually are similar to the Cashin course. Now that I think of it, that work up by the beach is a few holes that are that are quite similar, okay. um, but not copies by any stretch. Like very very different. Yeah, in 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 the the I suppose the general theme will be similar, but certainly done in a different way and um that's gonna be my next question is are there any holes where you're walking on it where you're like oh this feels remnant of or resemblant of another hole on another course um it's 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 very much its own personality and characteristics yeah it's its own beast you might i think the landscape dictates that in that it it's it's so dramatic i think maybe you might you might get a little bit of a feel of some of the holes in Narnham Port New, some of the Gilhan the Gilhansk holes that are vaguely similar in that they have similar topography, similar environment around it, um, similar land around it. Um, 
yeah but no i you'd never turn around and say oh that reminds me of such and such because that's it just just couldn't happen anywhere else really to be honest um do you want me asking how much cost uh and i paid for it don't be thinking that this is a freebie (laughs) and we're not been sponsored to do this by the way i we just felt that this was actually important enough to chat about um certainly from a tourist perspective it was 70 70 euros with your gui card that's good because I know a, a few friends of mine are going up playing the three Ross Penas, I think next week on a, on a bit of a golf trip. And I just had to look online on their website that you can do, they have like a three links ticket, which we, you pay the three courses mm. in a 10 day period if you're not staying on course. And Golf Ireland members can play for 195. 195, yeah. The crowd airplane did that. Very good. So that's, that's value. Like work that back. What is that? 60, 67 quid. Um, and I, and like, as I've said a lot, like old Tom is probably the cheapest of the lot and it is just brilliant. Like you're not going to be, you're not going to be lost there for, for quality of course. It is something to be experienced, Johnny. Definitely. Um, the footage that's going to come out as more and more people go is going to be spectacular. It really is. It's probably one of the most visually, um, like when Kevin Martin gets a good go of it and a few of the golf course photographers <laughs> get a go of it. Um, I'd say it'll be, uh, I'd say it'll be top of the list. Now, what it might, what it will do though, Johnny, is it's going to give a massive shot in the arm to the area with Port News now settled in mm. and the Gil Hans piece there. Um, then obviously Tom Doak is this, and then you have the Glashidi. Uh, links and up in Ballyliffin, etc. Now we spoke. We were sitting down at the Irish Open, and one of the main travel operators in the country sat down beside us, and th- they were humming and hawing and giving out, saying, "Oh, there's no inventory for 2022 because it's all been booked up." And we were just like, "This is the, this is the area to come to now to send people to send those that, those people who can't get on." And we're talking about Americans, British, um, European visitors. This is the area now to come to. Like you've got a collection of courses that are starting to argue. You've enough novelty in it. You've enough brand names. And I mean, Doak and Hans and those guys. Mm. You have enough kudos in terms of like Ballyliffin hosting the Irish Open. Um, Merv just hosted the Cups and Shields down here. There's enough here now that that you can arguably say that it's this it's the second destination to Kerry in terms of the popularity, but arguably should be probably could be leading it to be honest. Kerry folk won't like that. <laughs> it it's true. It like if they if they're giving out about inventory from a travel perspective. Like where has a package that could, the one of the guys I played with yesterday, I went out and played a few holes and he's back from the U S and he's doing all of those courses. And he was, he was saying like, if you do stay in the likes of Ross Penn and you get, get that deal and then it's only an hour to Port New and then it's 45 minutes to Bali Liffin and it's an hour down to, um, Merva, like that, what an ideal place to be staying and you don't have to be staying in, in Ross Bennett Hotel you can be staying in any numerous like establishment up here but I suppose it's a big old county and there's a lot of courses in it and it's probably time to be pushing a different product than just the Killarney piece it does as when you list off the courses and when you think about how many there are in Donegal there's um easily a 
say 10 day golf trip to give yourself or a week long golf trip. Oh yeah. Between the Rosapenas, um, Narnport New, Donegal, by living like that's a, <laughs> like, that's season two of tea time. <laughs> that's season two of tea time. It really is. We're just staying at my house. I'm just traveling an hour away and we're, we're there and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, I suppose that might be the, the, the shot to, to just profile how easy it is to get here. Like fair enough. It does take your three hours to get from Dublin. But when you're here, you can stay in the same place for six nights and just travel mm-hmm. out and back. And like, they're all, all of those um, trips that come over have drivers and buses and uh, private private coaches and all that stuff. So you can have your few drinks and enjoy it and enjoy the after the 19th and all that kind of crack and get as much out of it as you would down in, in Killarney. There you go. So when are we going? <laughs> it's, it's here. Let's do it get it done straight away um so yeah so that was it uh uh what was that 20 minutes completely un, unsponsored as well which is we we need to emphasize that fact because i think people just would get the idea that we might be getting this free and are just asked to profile it but nah, it's definitely not the case i found about this on friday night and played it on saturday morning so that's nice yeah it's like from talking to or seeing conversations online around it the st patrick's links does seem like a of course that you need to put on your your list pr- pretty fast before yeah. i guess for like our irish listeners selfishly before international travel does reopen because i'd say yeah. good luck getting a green fee there or getting out there um in 2022 when americans and europeans in the uk yeah. opens up for us um definitely now is the time to make hay they've got some great merchandise as well by the way Oh, what you get? No, I didn't actually buy any. What I've seen the, the stuff down in the pro shop. They have a link with Seamus, who are at. Um, they make head covers. They're based out of Oregon. Yeah. Um, and they've done a full range for St. Patrick's links, which is and it's it's pretty cool. So you'll you'll pick up something nice as well for 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 the golf bag when you're when you're up on your trip. Oh, very good. Um, aside from that, how was your own game? You you were playing there the other day. Yeah, just played uh, played a couple of competitions this week. One okay round yesterday. Um, one brutal round on Wednesday. Just a bit, bit was a bit tired, but of not much to play for at the moment. I don't think there's much, not much to play for. That sounds very morose, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it's no, there's not there's not much happening at the moment. The South is on this week. Um, the usual suspects are leading the field, so I think the I'm just gobsmacked at the standard actually that you're seeing the scoring that's coming in. Like when you saw Lynchman, uh, not I'm going to venture to suggest torn apart with 63, 64s, and 65s all like to qualify. Um, the cut I probably fell around two under, I'd say. Um, the, the standard of those guys at the moment is insane. I think Max Kennedy was leading qualifier from Sam Murphy. Um, and Thomas O'Connor from Athlone, um, who in fairness is, is, is a is a full-time, he works full-time, he's not a full-time player, whereas just looking at the that top 20 and seeing how many full-time players really are there, it's it's startling. And they look, the proof is in the pudding when you see the scores. Yeah, it's, it's also great to have um, amateur, championships, amateur championships back in Ireland. I'll see the North is the week, the South is... Um, is ongoing it's nice to have the uh the amateur game back in full flow in some way yeah exactly and oh 
something massive has happened from today's Friday, isn't it? Today is Friday, all day long. So can we take the pins out today? Uh, is it not from the 23rd? It is the 23rd, so yes. Yeah, we yes, pins out. people, go. Throw the flags away. Rake your bunker. Fucking or, do rake your bunkers. Yeah, start you've raking been, your bunkers. You've all been getting away with it now for the last year. Yeah. Don't go getting lazy. Yeah, go rake fucking bunkers and take out the pins. I had two putts that hit dead center and pop back at me. And I tell you, if I didn't take the putter to the pin itself, I, w- I was doing a good job um, restraining myself from that. But yeah, happy no pins in the hole when you're putting day. Jeez, we're back. Yeah, I'm playing all Connor this evening, so I'm going to take every pin out just for the I'll just leave it out. Yeah. <laughs> leave it out. There's an experiment been run, actually. I remember seeing it about amateur golfers and they were, they sent a uh, like a it was a now obviously it was not scientifically significant but they sent a group out at certain ha- handicap level to play with the pin in versus mm. with the pin out and the people so and i mean out as in you couldn't see the pin the pin was out while you were playing your second shot etc so the premise was no pin you go for the center of the green yeah and yeah. the people the it, it came out in favor of playing with no flags people scored better there you go so don't do that but just take it out for your putts i guess the last thing from our side is we are running a giveaway for the isps hand world invitational presented by modest golf which is all ongoing all of next week dave you're going to be there but before we get to that we are running a giveaway where you and three mates can get week-long tickets to that event all you got to do is head over to our Instagram or our Twitter, share the post, follow us and follow Discover, Discover Northern Ireland on Twitter and Instagram, um, tag who you'd bring, and we will pick a winner before Sunday so that we'll get the tickets. You'll pick them up on the day. Um, good prize, good prize. And thank you very much to Discover Northern Ireland for g- gifting that. You going to be at the event? I am, I believe. I, I actually think I'm caddying on it. Um uh so i'm just waiting for a confirmation today to see what the final field is whether that individual is and if i will i will share and we'll actually probably do a lot of stuff from up there for the for the crack um get a few interviews as the day is going <laughs> and that kind of thing so yeah so i'm pr- pretty much now after the weekend depending on all of the finalities of entries etc etc the field's huge. Like you were, you were saying there, 144 men, 144 women. Obviously, it's played for the first two rounds across Galgorm Resort and the Masonry Golf Masonrine. Masonrine. It's around the corner. It, yeah, it's 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 a huge field. Like yeah. it, it is only possible because there's two courses there. So there's a, it's oh, well first tri sanctioned. So LET, LPGA, and European Tour. Um, the same pot for each side um and they are yeah 288 entries in total which is well over double of what you get at a normal tour event um oh yeah so there'll be obviously the 36 old standard standard tournament and 36 old cut on, on both sides uh the first they'll play one or another of the courses on the practice or not practice day uh on thursday friday and then the obviously the last few rounds are on the um on galgo on the course in 
the resort there, which, uh, as we have seen, is going to be a test, and it is going to be running. Do you remember that day, Johnny? It was running firm. Yeah. And I... we didn't have that weather. <laughs> Jesus, that's going to be, like, those greens are hard, like, as in, like, to feel hard, like, they're concrete hard. You can just hear the ball thudding off them. Like, I'm just wondering how, how tough that's going to play. Stone miss um, left on 18. Oh Jesus Christ! Do you know what the, the the only the only thing you'll want if you're caddying there is to be able to jump in the water on it and cool off yeah. this weather. At least at least that'll be an option. Um, but like I'm imagining every every course is burnt out now. Everything is browning up. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays. Every play, course is going to be playing like a links course. Yeah, it'll be great fun. Speaking of links, of course, I'm actually playing Arkla this weekend. Yeah, look at you. I'll tell you what, get, getting all the links into me now. Who am I? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but actually, I there was something that popped into my mind again, completely unsponsored. Uh, I believe Drew's Glen is going to be closing soon for a massive redevelopment on the course to open back up in twenty. Yeah, uh, I just saw a press release pop out about it, um, which is that's going interesting. To be- yeah, there's going to be a, a long, long closure there. So I'm just can't wait to see what comes out of this now. Um, okay. So I think the 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 gauntlet had been thrown down by Adair, and I believe they're probably going to try and pick it up in some way down in, in Druid's Glen, which is unbelievable to see because I think it probably has gone through a tough time in the last while. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the... Um, uh, what, what comes out of it i saw a, a promo with a couple of rugby lads which was strange um yeah they announced some kind of ambassadorship with yeah yeah so the, and james ryan and a few others like yeah there was as i said kind of a strange one um so the renovations are to, to read it out the investment into the heath course um will now start in advance of further renovations to the Druids glen golf course in 2022 um so Jeff Lynch uh, has come on board as the designer on it, and Peter McAvoy and John uh, Clagden of Turfgrass, who are basically the people that they get to grow in these courses and yes. shape them. So that's going to be um, a very, very interesting piece. So I'd say, obviously, a lot of money would go into the heats because it needs it, um, and then into the actual house itself, and they're doing that all up. So, yeah, that's going to be very positive because I just think that's a fabulous course. Yeah, the Glen's a lovely horse, really, really good. I imagine really all good. of these are, like, especially with the Glen in particular, that is with an eye on gaining the Irish Open or a tour event. Yeah, I I, I assume that's what it'll, what it'll be. But now, in fairness, the, the Heath does need investment to get it to a par of um or, or to get it much closer than what it is to the to the existing uh, to the Glen course. Like they're they're poles apart. Um. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a strange one, that course. To be honest, there's a few bonkers holes, uh, which I'm sure they'll they go direct. A few, few great holes too. So um, hopefully that comes uh, comes to fruition. That's obviously going to be kind of 2023. But like yet again, just another um, statement that golf is probably in ruder health than we may have thought. Um, certainly in some of those resort places, they're anticipating big travel and big numbers and big influx of um, of foreigners. So good luck to them. So then are you playing this weekend? Uh, no, I think we're just going to chill, to be honest. I've had a lot of kind of heavy on with, with golf over the last while. And 
might do a bit of practice and go and then hear all about Arclo, who which I haven't been down to. Uh, so I'm jealous enough of you going down to there. Um, and I'm going to be very interested to see how your links. This will be interesting for you now. Burnt out links course. You're really getting it now. Without without a Sherpa as well. Like <laughs> there there were a lot of times over those four days in Kerry where I was like, Dave, what do I do? <laughs> and you just like, help. No, you, but like your, your little kind of, Oh, I don't know what where were we playing when you hit this little seven iron bump and run from like 80 yards and we looked around and we're like oh is this in Dukes and Dukes yeah we're like the boys from Dukluk yeah is that you we didn't know so like that's going to be very useful except that when that hits the ground it's just like it'll be basically going to be like hitting it down a motorway yeah at the moment it's like you're gonna you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy ah, it ah yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to yeah. it yeah yeah, hit your, hit your irons, your three one your irons. Don't need driver when it's that hard. No. I guess to wrap, um, Rory hasn't come back on his statement. He's He'll be there soon, so like, <laughs> just Rory. <laughs> I just oh, see maybe. Justin Thomas coming out, like tweeting pictures of his bag and telling everyone how much it means to him. And Rory's just like, he's probably going, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> You're making my comments even more... Uh, polarizing i still think golf should just be an amateur sport on on the olympics yeah well, like he can still use his ulster flag like and all that kind of stuff like he does when he wins the yeah well that's true uh he, yeah as i said he can like when he wins at he's very clever when he's well he's not very clever when he wins or at the Ryder cup and stuff like that and like he gets the ulster flag out and that's how he celebrates so let him do like that's that's part of it. Like you're allowed. Golf is one of those strange, strange ones. It's an all an all island sport, similar to the guys in rugby. Um, at the sevens, like the Ulster lads involved there. Do you know, it's the same thing. You don't have to be. I'm not saying he has to go wave in a tricolor around the place. It's like you you just want to be as proud as you would be if you made an Irish team when he was an amateur. An amateur. That's so, what this is. So let's say he wins. Go. Like, was he patriotic? I'd love to ask him. Was he patriotic when he made, like, Irish boys, Irish seniors, made the Walker Cup as an Irish golfer? And I mean, all Ireland, Ireland. Was that proud? And was he patriotic then? I can guarantee you he was. So why would he be any less patriotic now? Like, like be proud of going. Like, you're bloody lucky to go, pal. Hmm. Like, send James Power. He'd love it. He's won more in the last one than you. That's a little harsh. I mean, he won quite a hollow like two months ago. Like <laughs> that's, that's a bit mean. No, but I mean, I mean, like there was a guy who meant everything in terms to go to Rio. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, yeah, that that's my point. Were you proud when you were picked as an Irish international as a kid? Yes. Then there's no reason to feel that you have to brush this under the table or anything like that because there's plenty of other Northern Ireland athletes who are on wearing an Irish singlet, t-shirt, hat over the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, just going back to when you were saying during the Ryder Cup, Rory always takes out the Ulster flag. What do you think would go through his head there when if if he wins gold at the Olympics? Irish national anthem comes up. He's there standing, gold medal around his neck. It's a funny one because his position is so like he's managed what side of the aisle he falls on um you could see regardless of what situation if he's comes out there and he's really proud of 
being Irish and the Irish tricolor goes up, Irish national anthems coming out, people will be unhappy with that as well. There is that. There is the probably. I wonder if his worst nightmare if he actually does have to face that scenario. Because um, it's really a no-win situation for him. Yeah, I go back to the other to, to the piece I said before. Like, you should you be proud to be there because you your sport has one been selected, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, to be there. Two, your sport happens to be one of the sports that encompasses the four provinces. Mm. and th- that stuff you can't change doesn't mean you have to enjoy it any less or any more um, but th- it happens in rugby like the Irish national anthem is played obviously they play Ireland's call as well with that which is interesting They're, the, the guys who play with Ulster and, and speak about this at length have absolutely no issue with it. They just don't, they don't know the words, the anthem, which is obviously a little bit strange for them, but they, I suppose, appreciate what it means and what Jersey it's, what Jersey that anthem or what, yeah, what Jersey the anthem represents. Um, and then you can just think about it too much, can't you? And just say, go and enjoy the experience and enjoy being out there and try and get your game in shape. A good problem. Like if he's playing well enough to win, it's a good problem. Do you think he's playing well enough to win? Nope. No, I don't think it's a problem we're going to encounter. No, I don't think so. But look, he is going to be the most interviewed person over there. And it's going to, you can just imagine now the BBC and what they're going to, BBC and I would be. Just try claim him as their own. Oh, like, wait, you see, it'll be, it'll be Andy Murray all over again. Wait, you see. Yeah. Britain's Rory McIlroy has won gold medal for Ireland. Yeah, like. Well, I suppose, like, what was it like for Andy Murray when he won? Like, his national anthem is not God Save the Queen. His national anthem is Flower of Scotland. He wins at the Olympics in London, and that's the anthem that is played. So it's the exact same scenario, just with mm, for, for Rory. Would that, be, would that be right? I don't know, because on the Olympics, they're not... Um, it's obviously not England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, England, North, like Wales, and Scotland. It's yeah, like GB, Team GB. Yeah, correct. So I guess Scotland falls under. But the flag Britain. is neither his nor is it nor is the anthem. As a as a as a Scottish person, but isn't the Union flag made up of? Each of this, different yeah, yeah, no, I, I get together. the Great Britain. I, I do get the Great Britain piece. I think if they were all individually, um, yeah, I know, I, I know what you mean. But my, my point stands it was in response more to the question around when the anthem and the flag goes up, like when the anthem and the flag went up for Andy Murray, it wasn't necessarily his country as it was the, the United Kingdom, whatever that is anymore. Do you know what I mean? And that you've half them that, that want out and half them want in and none of them want into Europe and half them want back into Europe. And like, you know, it's not the term Great Britain obviously is from a sporting perspective, fairly loosely defined when it comes to the Olympics and that you have people within each of some individual sports who are competing for effectively other countries, uh, which is what, what's happening in this case. 
and then you have people who may not identify as with the, the the wider Great Britain and God Save the Queen piece who are going to win a medal at this Olympics and they won't have their own country's national anthem or flag raised. This went somewhere that we didn't think it would go, didn't it? Yeah, we did not anticipate this at all. Yeah, but no, it's, it's relevant and you can kind of see why it might be a little bit fatiguing for Rory. He just has to probably realize that it means an awful lot to a lot of people to be there and not to really be a dick about it, you know, <laughs> like for the people who just managed to qualify and their sport, it's everything. And for him to say, I'm not really too bothered, like maybe just curb it a little bit. Mm. I think he's put himself back to himself into this corner by not coming out black and white one way or the other. Oh, I would like, if I was him, I really would have just committed to like, can't can't wait to go this is brilliant experience of a lifetime like done the whole justin thomas on it like i am bought in red white and blue for america um type vibe like fully on pictures of the bag shane with pictures of the crest and the gear and stuff and just be like go for it like go and enjoy it for a while man just there's no pressure this is the one week where you could win something cool that there's no pressure on you whatsoever go and enjoy the thing and stop and glum about it on that happy note <laughs> i'm interested i can't wait to see it when is it on next is it i actually have no idea when the, when the olympic golf is on wednesday 28th of july there you go there's some golf on next wednesday for you it's on very late, mind you. So you have to stay up till half 11 to watch the start of it, uh, which would be great. And yeah, so... So if you want to watch a lot of golf that week, you can watch the ISPS in the morning, during the day, have yeah. a bit of dinner, maybe take a kip, then get back up again at half 11 and watch the men's golf at and half 11. Tuesday, on, you'll and have then Tuesday, you have to win. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, through the night... Um, take another kip until about eight o'clock in the morning when coverage will restart for the ISBS and then go into that on yeah. Thursday. <laughs> I, I'm not committing to watching that, but I'll be sure to look up the highlights. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, let's leave it there. Um, anyone, like we said, that wants to go to watch Dave Caddy at the ISBS Honda, go <laughs> follow us on Twitter and Instagram, enter our competition. We are giving away four tickets to the week-long event. Uh, it should be a really good event. I think it's brilliant that it's a tri-sanctioned event. It's in Ireland. Um, equal prize funds for both men and women. It's it's a good event. It's going to be a great course. Um, Dave, you're going to feed back what it, how it was inside the ropes. Sure will. Cool. Thanks, guys. Until the next one, we will talk to you soon. On the tee, Jack Nicholas. This is the minute. The millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.